Hello, everybody. Welcome to Following Jesus with Christ Church. My name is Andrew Vandermoss, one of the pastors at Christ Church. And I'm Addison Hawkins, friend, colleague, and co-host with Andrew. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we hope to share some observations and some stories about following Jesus from our little perspective here at Christ Church in Grand Rapids. As we begin our taping today, I'm thinking about a sandwich. Part of it is I'm hungry and ready to eat some lunch. But part of it is um, just thinking about the sandwich generation. Sometimes we talk about that. It's that generation of people that find themselves in between aging parents and grandkids, younger kids. And uh, today we have with us a couple from Christ Church, uh, Rick and Maggie Groggle, who are living the sandwich dream right now as they uh, exist during this COVID time. And we just thought it'd be a great conversation. So welcome, uh, Rick and Maggie. Thank, Thank you. you. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's good great to, to you have guys. you. So you've been at Christ Church a long time. I know Rick has been here since 1978. And, and Maggie, you uh, have been here for a number of years as well um, at, at Christ Church and very involved. I'm sure lots of people listening know who you are. Rick serves as our treasurer. Uh, Maggie is uh, the chief coffee maker in the morning, coffee juice <laughs> organizer, uh, which is a very, very important part of Christ Church life together. Um, but uh, you guys have a, a, a unique sort of distinction and a unique sort of position for uh, these days as we walk through COVID, because you not only have grandkids, many of us know the Laymans, Jacob and Leanne and, and their three kids, <laughs> Uh, who are here in town in addition to grandkids uh, around the country, uh, but you also have parents uh, who live in town. Maybe you can just tell us a little bit about that. Maggie, maybe you want to start. I know your dad is here alive and he's 101. Yes, he is. And he's living in an independent retirement home here in town. Uh, he's been doing pretty well up until last week. Dad has macular degeneration, and he up until last week he had one eye that he was able to see through pretty good, and the other eye was really blurry. But last week he had a bleed in his good eye, so he is now has impaired vision in both his eyes, and that has added to his difficulty in doing day-to-day -day things like being able to use his remote and his microwave, taking his pills. So it's added. Uh, challenge. It was a challenge just to get him into his eye doctor so that he could get a, a shot for that. And it'll be months before we know whether that'll help. So right now we're just trying to, to navigate that, how to help him, for him to get more help where he lives. He is in a facility where we can kind of pay ad hoc for him to get some additional services. So we are coordinating that so that they will be visiting him like every couple of days for about 15 minutes and just help with the TV or whatever he may need assistance with. But you I are restricted. You cannot go in we, and see him right we now. We can't go in. We can't even take anything to him. Like if he needs wow. any groceries, we have to order on Amazon. Mm. So they're not doing any grocery deliveries. Um, and there are things that he needs every day. He, had, he needs applesauce in order to be able to take his pills because he can't swallow his pills. So just things like that, that uh, he has to have. Right. It's, it's been a challenge. Yeah. Wow. And Rick, you have both of your parents are in town. Is that right? 
Right. They are, they're in a different facility, an independent living apartment. Um, again, the restrictions between facilities aren't identical. I mean, we can, at this point, we're not able to visit. Um, but actually, if push comes to shove, my parents can leave the facility and get back in on their own. Uh, I know my mom took my dad out for a, a drive the other day just to, to, to Burger King to get a uh, sandwich and a malt because they've been in their apartment for several weeks. So that's something that um, is different, but we still can't visit. We can drop off things, um, which I've done a couple of times. But my parents are 95, my dad's 95, uh, my mom's wow. 92. Mm. Um, my dad suffers from some vascular dementia, so he's got that limitation, plus he's physically uh, limited in how well he can get around. So my mom is pretty much his care provider and assistant uh, just for day-to-day -day tasks. So it's, it's a big load for her. Um, the biggest change is that she's not getting that assistance that she had in the past. She had a couple of days a week where an outside service would come in and help with that for a couple hours and she could go out and run errands, uh, which she can't do as much anymore. I think there's very limited access there. I was able to go over and, and stay with dad while she went out, um, but I, I'm, I'm unable to do that uh, at this time. So. It's a burden, an extra burden on her. She really misses that uh, bit of freedom that she had. And uh, we started, you know, calling her more often um, just to make sure she's doing okay and trying to convince her not to do anything that would increase her risk factors because she's inclined to, to want to do those things that she shouldn't probably. But, you know, they're not supposed to walk around in their hallways any longer. So it's, it's just hard in that environment to for them to maintain contacts and things like that yeah how do you handle some of those things emotionally how does that hit you i'm sure it hits you at different times well for me with my dad throughout this whole covid restriction knowing that he's in a safe place and that there is help there if he needs it i guess i've i felt pretty much at peace about the situation, but with this new um, situation with his eyes now where he can't really see very well, I've kind of gone back and forth where you know, Sunday was a very emotional day for me, just feeling, uh, you know, upset and crying out to God, <laughs> uh, just praying that he would uh, not only give him, restore his vision, but that he would give him eyes to see his need for, for Christ. He's not a mm. believer. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, he's 101. I don't know how many more days, weeks, months he's got. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of been back and forth. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and for me, um, I guess things have gone along as well as can be expected. I guess my concerns more lie in the area of what ifs. You know, what if um, one of our parents gets the virus? Uh, what if they just get sick seriously like has happened several times for my dad in the last couple of years um those situations would be much more challenging if you dwell on those things then it's it's hard to deal with um the unknown so we try not to dwell on those things um and just trust god and he's been faithful and you know the facilities are doing their best to protect their residents uh, which is why they have the restrictions they do so 
Uh, that's helpful to keep in mind that God's in control, that he has things, um, his plan is being worked. These are his, his, this is his good and perfect will for us at this time. Um, and I can rest in that. Um, and each day I, uh, you wake up and look around and say, well, there's, you know, there's a lot of great things that aren't happening or are happening and a lot of bad things that aren't happening. So we can be very thankful. Uh, but even if things change, we can still be thankful. Yeah. So resting in those kind of assurances and trusting that God's in control is a, a big, the big deal. Yeah. What great truths. Those are such great truths for all of us just to, to sink in and to think about. And you think about that's maybe one side of the sandwich. You've got the, maybe, I don't know what you're gonna call it, the top piece of bread or, or maybe that's the bottom. I don't know the foundation. Now we got the other side, you got the grandkids and, and those that are in town, what's that been like? What are some of the new realities you've had to wrestle with, with those uh, grandkids in town? Well, it, it has been different. Leanne and, and Jacob are still working and their kids are still going to daycare with Jacob on the days that Leanne works. So we aren't interacting with them in the sense of getting together with them because uh, you know, they're not really in isolation. So we don't want to be patient zero anywhere. <laughs> so we have been keeping our, our distance. Uh, we have gone over there a couple times and kind of done a social or from the sidewalk, just visiting with them without getting too close. Um, and that, you know, that's sort of fun to see them up close and personal, uh, sort of not so up close, but from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> social distance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting to, to see the grandkids um, and their understanding of what's going on because the one-year-old granddaughter is just, you know, sitting in her, her stroller or in her chair and she's just looking at us like, hi, she'll wave and, but why don't you pick me up? And then the three-year-old is sort of understanding, you know, the distancing thing. So she'll walk in an arc around us and not come close and say, is this six feet? So she understands that. And then the, the five-year-old who's more likely to, to want to jump on your lap, you know, it comes close and too close. And you have to remind them to keep distance. And then just kind of sit on your lap and no, you can't. So they deal with it in different ways. Um, but it's always good to see them, you know, physically, even though we can't interact. I've just concluded that we have to sort of consider that family who's local sort of more like our out of state um, grandkids and, and kids, because we, you know, we've had a couple of zoom calls with um, them locally too, but we do that with our, kids in Maryland, uh, with our kids in Arizona, we found ways to play games over a, a tool interactively with the guys in, in Maryland. We've had a, a little Zoom call birthday party for my grandson who turned eight yesterday, and we had six, six families. Uh, my son-in-law's family is all in the same area, so they all joined. Um, he's got three brothers and their families, so we had a little bit of a a way to say sing happy birthday and we had some uh candles on some cupcakes here in grand rapids that we blew out for for our grandson so that he could <laughs> sort of experience the yeah. day but he really he really enjoyed the day he's you know we had some texting going on between uh us and them on his birthday and he said this is his greatest birthday and, and the most fun day ever so um they got a little creative and 
his just how they were celebrating his birthday. They did a scavenger hunt for his presents. You know, they were kind of hidden around the house and outside, oh, nice. so the kids had to look for the presents. So that was a lot of fun for them. And they had a balloon avalanche. <clears throat> they did a balloon avalanche. So when you woke oh, up wow. in the morning and opened the door, his bedroom door, all these balloons would fall in on us. So they had to get oh, a little creative cool. to make it a special day for them. Oh, yeah. He really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. I, I just love the conversation because the way that you're going through this, the way that you are going through this is just so different than the way that we're going through it. So it, it's interesting to to see the different perspectives that people have and different challenges that they're facing. What are some of the things that you're doing? I know earlier, Maggie, you had mentioned maybe a C group. Uh, what, where are some of the places that you are able to find connection and encouragement as you guys are walking through these days? Yeah, that's for us, it's been primarily with C Group. We're getting together with Zoom meetings on Wednesdays, Wednesday evenings, as well as doing the worship together on Sunday mornings. So oh, that's, nice. been, that's been great, a good place of encouragement and spending time in prayer and worshiping together. We've really been enjoying that. Good, good. I think from that perspective, um, we feel very, very connected uh, to that particular group. I mean, we don't have a large, a large group, but... Um, but in that in that smaller group, we, we're actually interacting more often with them than we did uh, yeah. during our you know normal Sunday mornings as large body or our C groups every couple of weeks or two times a month. So that's been a big a big help to to know that they're there. I mean, everyone participates. Everyone's pretty consistent in being online. Um, so in addition to the Zoom connections <laughs> with our remote family and local family, we have we have that. Um, so in a sense, we're more connected in, a, in, a, in a, for us interactively with, with people than we would have been normally. And Rick has been doing the men's breakfast on The men's Tuesdays. breakfast uh, has started meeting on Tuesday mornings, which is better if you have food. But uh, <laughs> It's not bring your own breakfast? Well, you can take it, but then you have to eat in front of people and stuff. <laughs> he hinted at me bringing him an omelet, but I never did. Yeah, I thought it'd be fun to have it delivered like someone's serving you. It's all I don't like. I'm still working. <laughs> uh, that's too good. Well, that's a, I mean, that's, you know, in some sense, a great little segue, Maggie, you're talking about still working. So you are working from home and, you know, what's that like? How's the blood bank? Well, working from home, even before this happened, I was working from home one day a week. So it's, it hasn't really changed a whole lot. I've gone in a couple of times, but I typically don't need to. I'm used to doing Zoom meetings. I have all the tools I need here for Doing my job, I work in IT at Diversity uh, Blood Centers of Michigan. So my work is just continued on. As far as the blood bank itself, it's been really interesting. When the order first went into place, all of a sudden our blood drives just were canceled. <laughs> we mm. just, uh, you know, one day we had them on the books and the next day the majority of them were gone. So we were kind of going into a period of uh, blood shortage. So we did put out an appeal and the donors responded just in masses. And actually March was one of our, I think the highest month for blood draws in the history of our organization, even more so than 9-11, which was just incredible. But then that put us in a position where, well, we don't want too much blood. So from an inventory standpoint needed to now, to the point where we had to kind of cut back, on especially the whole blood that we're drawing Still need the platelet donors, the apheresis platelet, because platelets expire in five days. The red cells we get from the whole blood 
expires in 42 days. So we have a stable inventory there. And we have started to ramp up the convalescent plasma that you hear about in the news quite a bit. So we've been drawing that and patients are being treated and seeing good results with that. So that's been very exciting. And I can give a little perspective as a blood donor. I, you know, I was able to donate just before the stay at home order started. And uh, so I haven't had the opportunity even to be eligible again yet, but it's good to have the insight to know that, um, you know, there's enough of a supply, but to be able to plan to help in the future. So anybody who's, who's a regular blood donor and um, wants to help, I think that's good to keep that in mind. It's good to plan out there a ways. Uh, we, we were supposed to have a blood drive at potentially at church in May, but I don't think that'll happen. So the, the need's always there. So as a blood donor, keep that in mind and, and give when you can and, and be aware of you know, special needs and times when they may want you to put it off a bit or they may want you right away. Yeah, right now we're asking donors to schedule ahead. You know, we're looking, elective surgeries are gonna kick back up before too long right. and that blood need is gonna go back up again. So we really need the donors to schedule those appointments and be there for us. Yeah. And we need the patients that have had COVID and had, did test positive but recovered. We need them to uh, call and come in and, and donate the plasma to help the patients that aren't. We're in five states now. We're in Wisconsin and Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan. So even for people listening that may have family or friends in other states, they can help with that need as well. That's uh, great information. I mean, we hear about blood banks and different things, but just to get sort of that inside track is really helpful. And we'll have a link to the Versity Blood Bank in our show notes. So if you want to oh, go back and follow that up, uh, people can certainly do that uh, as they think about this. Well, we really appreciate your spending the time. I think it's just been a, a good look. So one last question. Uh, what is the favorite meal that you've had uh, it, during your quarantine time? Is there something that really stands out? Well, I think um, our favorite meal is the one that we prepared for today. <laughs> every every day. So, so it's been it's sort of been a, ch a change. We would eat out a fair number of times, so it's been a change not to be able. We haven't done a lot of, of carry out. Um, I think one thing that we had recently that we haven't had was some beef stroganoff. Oh, nice. Ago, and really enjoyed that. Sweet and sour chicken. That and sweet and sour good. chicken that we made here. So <laughs> we're doing all right food-wise. I'm a grocery shopper. So once a week or so, I venture out. and. All right. We make a list of menu of what we're going to have over the next week or two and get all the groceries. and. It's something we used to do years and years ago. We used to plan a whole week's menu and then do that. But in the last few years, or number of years, we just sort of ad hoc it. So it's yeah. put us back on track. So yeah. we are cooking more at home now than we had. But uh, we work well in the kitchen together. So that's nice. Well, that's good. It is fun. I mean, it's, it's challenging, but also fun. We're, you know, we have seven people at home. We're going through so much food uh, at this time. We can hardly keep up. We just got our Instacart order yesterday and it's, we got charged for having a heavy order. So uh, I don't know what that meant, but uh, it's a challenge. Well, thank you again for being on. If you don't mind, I'll just close us in a word of prayer and pray for you and your parents and, and uh, all of that. Let's pray together. Father, we are grateful 
so much uh, every day for your mercy to us. The steadfast love is new every morning. Great is your faithfulness to us. We, we certainly recognize that. Thank you for uh, Rick and Maggie for the ways that you are preserving them in this time. Lord, we pray that you would continue to walk with them. Uh, walk with them as they walk with both their parents and their kids and grandkids. Think of their parents. We think about just the, the vulnerabilities that they have with their advanced age and being in the facilities where they are. We ask that you would be really close to them. Pray that you would uh, protect them both physically, but we also pray that you would meet them spiritually. As Maggie has mentioned, Lord, we just ask that you would uh, bring enlightenment uh, to the eyes of the heart uh, in every way. Father, for all of us at Christ Church and outside of Christ Church, we pray that same thing, that this would not be a time where we would simply survive. But Lord, we ask that you would help us to thrive, that you would help us to, to rest and to lean upon you, even as you continue to care for us. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're glad you checked us out. If you want more from Christchurch, you can find us at our website. It's ChristchurchGR.org. That's ChristchurchGR.org. While you're there, check out the Staying Connected During COVID-19 page for more resources, our home worship guide, the latest podcast, and other ways to stay connected. You can find this podcast on many of your regular podcasting apps or that is through Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. If you enjoyed this content, please consider giving us a rating and a review. Also, sharing this episode with a friend or family member is a great way to keep them connected. We're so glad you checked in. We'll see you next time.